Hello, hello, hello. This is Lamel Spain. And hello, I'm Margaret Bays. And today on the Breakthrough Podcast, we have a show for you that I absolutely love the title. It is called How the Devil Snuck Through the Back Door. So LaMail, tell everybody, what does that mean? Um, basically, it's it came from a pastor that the church I used to attend, he had a sermon about it, but I took it as it pertains to the food industry. Like you go to like, like a Trader Joe's, we have a Trader Joe's down here on Earth Fair and you're standing in line and you, you know, passing the time away until it's your turn to pay for your groceries. And you start to look at how people have all these foods that they think they are doing a good service to themselves, but they still are doing a disservice because it's been um, laced with things that is unhealthy for them, but they don't know it. They think they're doing it. So that's how the the devil snuck through the back door because they think, oh, I'm good, I'm good, I'm safe. No, you're not. I see. So, so today we're going to be talking about this thing because it is truly a destructive force in the United States of America. The food industry is a destructive, destructive force. Mm-hmm. And by the by the food industry, I'm talking about like big name, brand name, large yeah. manufacturers. I'm talking about the General Mills, the Post, Kellogg's, Kraft, Nestle's, uh, Mars, Pillsbury, All of these like old line names that everybody knows, these are the devil. And the reason they are this devil is that they have um, actually among them, they compete for real estate in people's stomachs. That's actually what they do. They compete for real estate in people's stomachs. And um just to pull out one of them and make an example of, of one of the companies, sorry, um, I could do it to all of them, but I'm just going to pick one just to keep it short. Um, in 2021, General Mills spent $736.3 million on advertising and marketing. And what do you suppose they did that for? I mean, can you even imagine that much money to begin with? Like, no, but you know, it's just like the Super Bowl ads that we most people they like the Super Bowl, but they like the commercials more than the Super Bowl. Um, so companies spend big dollars just to get on the commercial slots to actually advertise for the Super Bowl. I mean, it's just as popular as the game, you know, because everybody may talk about the game. Sometimes they don't, (laughs) especially if they don't have a dog in the fight. They'll talk about the commercials more so than the game. Like, did you see that commercial where such and such? It's like so companies that are big, big dollars to spend on advertising space, like at the Super Bowl or wherever, or generally in this example that we're talking about food. They do that 
with the specific intent of turning over a person's preferences. They, they, they're getting in the subconscious mind because they right. know how powerful subconscious mind is. You know, especially if they got money and they can spend like, I, okay, I got to add like right after the first kickoff and then I got another one at halftime and then I got another one third quarter. So you're spending a lot of money. Um, like you're, you're, they're not spending like a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars. They're spending millions just for maybe 30 seconds and maybe even less than that. But they know that it's all about repetition. If I keep saying something over and over and over again, it's going to <laughs> make its mark. Well, so, somehow um, the major food manufacturers in America really have that down pat because yep. the, I'm going to stick with my General Mills example. In 2021, <clears throat> General Mills was able to convert that $736.3 million advertising and media budget into $18.1 billion <clears throat> in, uh, in sales. That was, See, the, that was, the, that was the company, that was the company's earnings in, in $18.1 billion. And the CEO himself paid himself 16 million. So like, you know how we say, this is not checkers, this chess. They, they, they playing chess. We as the consumers think they're playing checkers and they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Sorry, ma'am. This is a chess game. You know, <laughs> it's only for a big, you got to have your big boy pants on and your big girl pants to play with them. And they know what they're doing. Um, with the stats that you're going to hit people with today and stuff like that, it's like, it's crazy. It, it's crazy, but it's all about money. Um, it's all about money. I had a, a great conversation with, one of my childhood friends that has has been on our platform uh -huh. um, multiple times, and we were just talking about college athletes, um, and how the college coaches are making statements about, oh, this team is doing this, and they're they're you know doing something illegal, and it's like I was telling um, my friend, I was like, dude, when I play sports, it's all about money. They don't care about the kid because if they cared about the kid, let's just be real. It wouldn't even be in any college sports during the Corona, but it still was. And they were packing stadiums left and right during the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? So it's not even about the kids. Uh -huh. Something as serious as that. And that, that goes back to going to what we're talking about. That's with the food industry. They don't care about you. All they care about is that green. Point blank period. They are yeah, the, well, the legal drug dealer. They are the legal drug dealer. Yeah, we turn our nose on the illegal drug dealer like uh, El Chavo and those types of people. Yeah, they do bad things. But at the end of the day, uh, President Greg, who... <laughs> is running one of those big food industries. 
he's just as bad as El Chapo. He well, just... we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna really we're gonna really get into that and slice and dice that in like one tenth of a second because um, in preparing for this show, I came upon some really startling some really startling stuff. So let me just say this: um, if you are a, a person in this country among that 149 million who struggles with at least one, if not more than one chronic illnesses, diseases, or conditions. If you're one of those people and you've gone to see your doctor um, for help with anything from diabetes to heart disease um, and anything in between, it could be anything. I'm talking any, any, any chronic disease. They are likely to have told you something about what you should be eating. But the, it, the instructions are very superficial. Okay, so today, this week on the Daily Dose on the Thursday, Switch Kitchen Thursday, you're gonna hear this again. Um, the quote for the week is, don't eat food, basically, this is, uh, it's my quote, so I can mess it up if I want, but if you eat food that's fast, cheap, too easy or fake, you're going down the wrong road when it comes to food. And basically that is what the large food manufacturers have been appealing to in the American population for decades. And that is appealing to the sense that most Americans think that their time is like their, their um, spending as little time as possible to deal with food um, is more valuable, like the convenience is more valuable than their money or their health. And, and, and that is such a falsehood, but that is what most people believe. Now, tell me that statistic again about people who think and don't think and all that, because I think this is really startling and it totally applies to the subject of food. So 2% of the population, human beings think, 3% think they are thinking and 95% don't want to think. They are afraid to think. And the 95% is really the masses. I mean, you think about it as the masses. Okay, so, so, so this message today is for all of those guys. We're trying to talk to all those guys who really are, have been, may continue to be for a while. We want to really break through that pattern. Hello, breakthrough that would be us. We want to break through that pattern. We want to get you to be thinking about this critically and correctly. Okay. So let me tell you about this article that I found while preparing for this podcast um, that appeared in the New York Times Magazine on February 13th of 2013. Okay. Hello. What year is it? It's 2022. Okay. So I believe that that was nearly a decade ago. Okay. Yep. It's just shy of a decade. That's 10 Whole years. The title of the article is The Extraordinary Science of Addictive Junk Foods. This article was written by a gentleman named Michael Moss, and he told the story of a landmark meeting among the CEOs of most of the major manufacturing, uh, food manufacturing companies in the States, when the topic for discussion was how the food science experts, okay, so these are the chemists that work for Pillsbury, Nestle's, Kraft, Nabisco, General Mills, Procter & Gamble, Coke, Mars, etc. 
how the food chemists were painting this increasingly grim picture of the American public's inability to cope with the food industry's chemical formulations in the food, right? That um, they were citing that everything from a human being's body's fragile control system, like from overeating, like no one can keep themselves from overeating, it seems. And the hidden chemically addictive power of some processed foods that literally make people feel hungrier still. So you eat the food and it is laden with sugar and you want to turn right around and go back 10 minutes later and eat some more because of the chemically addictive power of the substances in that food. So the purpose of this meeting, right, was to warn the CEOs of those companies that they had gone too far in creating and marketing um, these kinds of food products that posed the greatest threat in the history of America to the health of our society. That was nearly 10 years ago. So what do you think happened after that? Probably nothing. They probably got go to watch some people, and they kept doing what they do did. I mean, they they're legal drug dealers. I don't care how you put it. That, that's what they are. You know what I'm saying? They are legal drug dealers. Yes, I mean, that's correct. So so eating these kinds, I agree. Eating these kinds of processed foods, and we're going to talk specifically about what they are. I'll give you this is this is Margaret's hit list of the 10 worst foods. Because for example, if you go to the doctor and if you went, if you go to any doctor, I mean, I have asked every client that I have ever had and it's been thousands of them over 10 years or 12, almost, almost, uh, almost 10 years. Um, I've asked each and every one of them who ever had, you know, um, a chronic illness. So what did the doctor tell you about your food? And they'll say something like, well, he just said not to eat pizza, steak, or hot dogs. That literally, came, that literally, came, that literally, excuse me, that literally came from the mouth of a person who had multiple myeloma, one of the most dangerous forms of cancer ever. But honestly, you know, doctors, they only spend maybe one credit hour when they're actually trying to become a professional. I understand. They have no real background in nutrition. So you, with your certification, and I don't have a certification, but I read, um, we have more knowledge than, say, your MD. Average physician. Average physician. No, no yeah. question about it. There yeah. So, so eating these processed foods is literally, as you said, like taking illegal drugs um, because the um, like-natured chemical properties in many of these foods that are so high in sugar is literally like cocaine and heroin, as you mentioned a couple times in some of our programs. Um, and consequently, the power to addict people to crave these foods more and more is absolutely a fact. It is not, so in other words, when people have these eating habits and they buy this stuff, it is literally 
like being addicted to cocaine? Well, basically, when you said they had that powerful meeting with the chemists and stuff like that, like, right, I say, you know, sugar has the same chemical makeup as cocaine, heroin, and codeine. And I have seen it on YouTube videos. Like, they actually studied this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because they this substance, i.e. sugar, has the same makeup because how God has created us, he makes us, that's why I say we are, we are the most sophisticated computer equipment Mm -hmm. ever created. So what these chemists and these people have done is they know kind of sort of that, okay, if we mimic what is naturally supposed to happen, then this is going to happen. And that's what they've been doing for that's, years. That's, that's correct. So, so yeah, what they've done is, so the, the sugar and the artificial sweetener in soda and diet soda, for example, those mm-hmm. chemicals that are in the sugar and in the artificial sweetener, they hit the pleasure centers in the brain yep. the same way yep. that cocaine does. The exact same yep. place in the brain that cocaine hits, that's where the sugar hits. So that yep. is the reason it is so highly addictive. So what happened on the heels of this meeting back in 2013 was two years later, the FDA banned the use of trans fat as an ingredient in food. So let's talk about trans fat for a second, okay? So um, trans fat is chemically altered fat. It's made in a lab. It is literally manufactured. It's not naturally occurring. It isn't, it doesn't grow on a tree or in the ground or on an animal or anything like that. It is literally made by the chemists at these companies. Back in the day, it was made because it was a cheap substitute for butter. Okay. A cheap substitute for butter. So guess where it landed? It landed in commercially prepared baked goods. It landed in uh, bread. It landed in, um, you know, the Pillsbury Doughboy, like the, the biscuits that you crack open and you bake them. It landed in pizza crust. It landed in all that kind of stuff. Um, and it stayed there. Okay. Now what happens when that trans fat gets into your body is that it is a foreign substance exactly <laughs> the body wasn't made to process trans fats like what the fuck is part of my french what, right. what is you know what i'm saying and all heck break loose i'm trying not to cuss so that's why i said heck well so. well so so and so the the all heck breaking loose is the body doesn't know how to burn that fat exactly. so what so what do you think happens to it it's it goes, it, it haywire it, it goes, goes on, it goes on your body yeah it, so so in a, in a so in other words we have bunches of different kinds of fat in our body we have brown fat we have white fat visceral fat um adipose fat there's all these different kinds of fat that we have in our bodies well then there's this other storehouse that's trans fat with a big question mark on it like your body if you do aerobic exercise if you're a marathoner or a swimmer and or you're a weightlifter and you've got some trans fat 
stored somewhere. Your body does not know how to use that as fuel. It is literally the last to go. Okay. And the other thing about it is that it is linked to every inflammatory disease that anyone could be ever diagnosed with. Anybody who's eating a diet or eating a food palate that's really heavy in foods that are high in trans fat, they are going to have some sort of chronic disease. So after this meeting in 2013, the FDA in 2015 banned food companies from being able, they banned this substance no longer. It's in the bread, in the buns at McDonald's, Chick-fil-A. Don't you find it funny that (laughs) these companies, and then I give it back to you, they, this is, this is just like a drug dealer. Uh, How do we know about being a drug dealer? I don't know. I watch (laughs) Okay. So you got, uh, what is Count Chocula? And then you got tricks, and then you got um, um, Pearsbury Dole. You know what I'm saying? Right. With, yep. But it's a it's so cute. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's so cute. But in actuality, behind that mask, it's this hideous monster, <laughs> this hideous cri- cri- creature. That's, but I give it back to you. It's just funny that they advertise that way. Like, oh, we are friendly. Yeah. Well, that's exactly that there's that what it what was it said 17 billion dollars in that budget they they hire lots of 763 million excuse me uh that was the advertising budget they hire artists and you know animators to make these campaigns that you know appeal visually to people they spend all that money to make you think that eating this food is a good idea and yeah. actually I, again, I have my my have my one to ten hit parade of things that people need to know about because the you always talk in that hierarchy that the first reason that people keep doing stuff that leads them down the wrong road is that they don't know any better. Well, they're going to know when they tune into the breakthrough. They're going to know that this is you it, know. it is my man. God rest his soul. Bobby, I call him Bobby P, but Bob Proctor said that is the cause of every problem in the world, ignorance. ignorance. Hmm. And so a lot of people, going back to our stat, 95% of the group don't even want to, um, they don't want to think. And when you think about the matrix, because that's what we're dealing with. Like in real life, we all are in the matrix. You remember in the matrix, the man was at the uh, table with Smith, which was the villain. He said, I know that I'm not eating the steak, but ignorance is such bliss. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I remember that. I I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people, that's they don't want to think. They want to be staying in the ignorant um, place. But then there are some people that want to get up out of the matrix. And that's what the breakthrough is all about. We are your trinity and I'm Neo. (laughs) 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 We're going into the system and we're like, come here. Let's get it. Let's go. 
let's get up out of here. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there, you know, because I'm a movie buff. But I love The Matrix. I love them. <laughs> well, so um, after the ban, the two-year ban, so it was banned in 2015. So that basically meant that no new food could be produced with the stuff. But um, most of this food anyway has so many preservatives in it that you can still find stuff hanging around uh, however many years later um, that has this stuff in it. But in fact, um, here we are, they gave them three years to stop with the, using trans fat in the food, but there are still tons of different kinds of foods that have trans fat in it in much smaller amounts nonetheless, but it's still there. Um, foods like peanut butter and again, Pillsbury crescent rolls and pie crust and Entenmann's baked goods. And, you know, just, you name it, it, that's where the stuff, that's where the stuff hides these kind of convenience, you know, the, the, dinner rolls that you stick in the oven, you, you buy them in the store, they're raw and you stick them in the oven. Things that look white bread. I mean, you, you look at foods like that and that's where this kind of trans fat is hiding. And I think, I think also too, honestly, mm -hmm. because you, know, you took um, Switch Kitchen and you ran with it. Um, I think one of the things that we can go in the matrix and pull people out is when they actually can see how, cause I, I, I can cook, but I don't right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. But if we were able to show them like, look, like you can replace that with this. Cause we need to go back to how back, back in the day when people cooked. Oh yeah. Food. <laughs> so that you know that's actually the topic for this week's Switch Kitchen Nutrition Post. I have a whole diagram. It's like, okay, these are the inflammatory foods. These are the red light foods. This is what they are. And these are the green light foods that you can replace them with. One for one. Here it is. This is what you could do. Here to here. And it's, it's not terrible. It's, again, helping people over that, well, I just don't know what to eat. You know? And like having like a small little demo, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I cook. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, really, because I, I remember growing up, it was a man by the name of Justin. He was a Cree, a Creole, a Creole man. From, um, uh, from Louisiana, from Baton Rouge? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on PBS. Mm -hmm. yeah, he used to cook on Sundays. Mm -hmm. And I love his show my mom would come in like oh you watching that man again and I just used to love how he would cook stuff and he was so colorful and I loved his accent <laughs> and everything but if we had some type of demo because honestly like I think people it's one thing to tell them but then it's another thing, like if you tell them two plus two equals four, but you show them, you know what I'm saying? Okay, you take that two and put the little cross and then put another two and then the little, the little uh, sticks. That's an equals at four. See, you uncount, you uncounted from two plus two. Now it's four. You're counting. Like if we do um, 
something like that, I think people also would be more less intimidated and let because women but I well that that's that's a that's a, a big that's a big piece of getting people to even try to abandon their fear if you will of cooking in ways that they never have that's like not culturally prescribed or you know whatever I mean there's a lot of fear associated with that and so yes we will get to the point where we actually have like demos we yeah. will have demos but for now, let me just, you know, we've done a couple of weeks worth of, you know, these are the small habits you want to start to adopt. Yeah. Water, eat some salads, um, put lots of, you know, different colors of vegetables into your food. Um, you know, just sort of stick with it, develop the habit, get committed. Like these are kind of the, the concepts. These are, this is like the outer packaging if you will this is the metaphorical wine skin what's that you gotta crawl before you can walk correct but this is the wine skin you know these are like the small the small shifts like you have to keep doing like you've got to keep doing this stuff every time we do any kind of a podcast or a webinar or whatever i'm always sitting here with this thing in my hand am i not lamel this thing right okay it's my you know, 24 ounce water thing that I have. It just is, a, it's pr- practically attached to my hand. So um, I'm going to go through just really quickly how we can start to kick the devil back through the, through the door the other way, because um, we want to really help people get healthy. I mean, everybody should pretty much know that, um, if you have a weight problem, diabetes, cancer, um, you know, any kind of autoimmune disease, anything at all like that. Uh, one of the things that's really important is to eat very low on the food chain as far as chemicals are concerned. You don't want to put a lot of chemicals in uh, your okay? yeah. You don't want to put, a, so that right there should say to you loud and clear, that includes processed food because by definition, processing means that the food that you're eating is not in a natural state. Something has happened to it. Okay. So I'm sorry. I said it had to be altered. Correct. Correct. It has been altered. So one of the things to the the top two, the the top two right off are soda and artificial or artificially sweetened soda. Those things are right there. That's the devil sneaking through the back door. Okay, so they say don't drink soda, but we got this new product that is like Sugar diet soda. soda. Right. You know what I'm saying? They snuck in. They they still in your house, but they they you don't think that they're there and they are. They're behind the counter. You know what I'm saying? They about to attack you. So that's another devil snuck through the back door. Oh, they like, there's there's the no there's no question about it and this stuff creates disease yeah I yeah mean, this stuff soda okay so let me tell you just this little little known fact about artificially sweetened soda so sugar-free soda well first of all first of all i have a really personal feeling about soda that is not a good one it's very sad okay so um, 
One of my neighbors, when um, my kids were little, I didn't know this until after he died. Okay, this was a man who was my neighbor. He went to my church. His two daughters were in school with my daughters when they were little kids. And he was just the nicest guy you'd ever want to know. And he was tall and slim and athletic and he ran marathons. And you would never think a minute in his life was he sick. Well, the next thing you know, he has died of cancer. And I didn't even know about it. My daughter texted me and she said, did you know so-and-so died? And I looked him up on the internet. Well, I had no idea in the world that this man's family invented the caramel coloring that's in Coke, that's in Gravy Master, that's in barbecue sauce, like any food product that you see on a shelf that's brown. His family held the patent for whatever that chemical was that went into the Coke, okay? And I'm saying to myself, well, no wonder. Because he was probably, this was like a fourth generation company. And um, he was probably poor guy, you know, in the lab when he was a little kid, like ingesting, testing, testing, ingesting, testing, ingesting. And I just was like, okay, if that's not proof in the pudding right there of how chemicals and processing, I mean, it, they will make a lot of money for you. I mean, the CEOs of all these food companies, they make a lot of money. But what good is your money if you're not alive? Yeah. Right. So soda, the first two, scratch them off the list, drink water, drink water with lemon in it, drink water with cucumbers in it, drink water with electrolytes in it, water, 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 drink iced tea that has no sugar that is, you know, um, um, herbal. There's a million flavors you can put. You know, it's just not a good idea to drink your calories, number one, and drink stuff that has so much sugar or artificial sweeteners, especially if you have a chronic disease, because you want to try as best you can to get chemicals out of your body. So that's number one. Okay. The third one is that's one and two processed meat. Okay. So processed meat is, I mean, everybody talks about the red meat being you know, so bad for people. Well, red meat can be bad for people, but it depends. That one's a little bit dicey. If it's grass fed, if it's lean, if it's grown with no hormones and you eat it, you know, moderately, there's really no research that tells us that that sort of red meat leads to coronary artery disease. But the type of red meat that does lead to coronary artery disease is the kind that also has, um, any sort of trans fat in it, things like hot dogs, things like sausages, things like lunch meat, that, yeah. that sort of red meat, the processed red meat, these are the foods that have so many chemicals, preservatives, nitrates, um, dyes, and things of that nature. Um, and there's enough salt in that kind of food yep. to basically kill any anyone mm -hmm. like um real quick 
like when you said like the um, grass fed mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. I, I was telling somebody um, when I was working with them, I was like, um, you want to deal with getting grass fed meat and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. The other meats get pumped with hormones. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was like, look around, especially now. Little boys are starting to <laughs> develop boobs. And you're Correct. like, man, Correct. you to have that. And that's why some of the young girls are maturing faster than they are naturally supposed to. But it's because of all the hormones that they are pumping in the foods that is causing the body to be out of whack. You know? Yeah, ch- chicken, beef, chicken, beef, and milk are the main culprits there. And of course, most people feed their young children milk to grow their bones. But when the milk is from cows that have been just loaded with growth hormones in order to produce all the time, right? Um, it's it. So the switch kitchen quote for today, <laughs> it starts with, you are what your food eats. It used to be thought that you are what you eat, but you, your body, the health of your body is actually a reflection of what your food ate. And this is a perfect example. Cycle of life, the Lion King, it's the cycle of life. You know, <laughs> that was my favorite Broadway show ever. Yeah, that, that's off the same. Yeah. Like, you know, say what you said, that's what it is. It's a cycle of life, you know. Are the food ate correct? Um, correct. So, so number number four on my um, hit list. We talked about this, but low cost baked goods um, that are filled with trans fat, artificial trans fat. Uh, we talked about that. You know, um, pie crust, enriched bagels, biscuit dough, pizza, bread, commercially prepared cakes, all that stuff. Anything that has trans fat in it, and and the other piece of that is uh, margarine. Like sticks of margarine. That's basically a stick of trans fat. You know, somebody some back in the 50s, back in the 50s, somebody created again this great idea that it, when when everybody started talking about how bad butter was because it was saturated fat. I mean, yeah, if you eat tons of it, it's bad, but trans fat is far worse. So they started making margarine, sticks of margarine out of hydrogenated vegetable oils but that there you go that example right there is what the title correct of, uh, the devil snuck through the back door correct. so it you know saturated fats and everybody the 95 percent went crazy the sky is falling correct and they went rent ran got some margarine and got some margarine and that's how the devil snuck in like hey we got this we got this new product correct. and it's it was worse than what everybody was getting people to go crazy over. You right. Know? So here's so here's the fix for that. If you want, if you are a person that you know really believes that the saturated fat in the like, for example, um, you know, like if you have MS, let's say, butter is really not your friend because we want to sort of eliminate the um, 
amount of saturated fat in the food palate of someone who's dealing with MS because there are other hormones in dairy products that, that are in conjunction with saturated fats. It's not the saturated fat per se, but there's other chemical hormones in those types of foods that aggravate that myelin sheath. So we don't want you to have an overload of that. So there are, if you want, if you need to have some butter, there are some products that are actually made from extra virgin olive oil. So there are, there are ways to get around that without eating margarine. So your choices are not butter or margarine. There's now products that are made from good fats and extra virgin olive oil is one of those. So you have to just sort of know the chemistry of this food. And you will learn that here at the breakthrough. We'll demonstrate that over and over again. So one of the other really, um, this is such a big culprit. This is one of the worst foods ever to be manufactured. And that is microwavable popcorn that tastes like butter. It has a chemical on it that's called uh, diacetyl which is what makes it taste buttery. And that is literally like poison for human beings. Mm. And every, who doesn't love popcorn, but people, we just want to get an air popper and cook it on the stove, like the good old fashioned way or in a kettle, you know. That was old school back in the day, but. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like forget the microwave, just absolutely. When it comes to pop popcorn, you want to absolutely forget the microwave because that is that and also when you go to the movies and they pour that liquid stuff on that's supposed to be butter also that is a no-go that is all just hydrogenated fat that's getting smeared all over that popcorn so not a good idea okay so that's that's another big one um we talked about hydrogenated oils being made into but being made into margarine we talked about that and then now here's the big one okay here's the big one foods that are fried in those same kind of kinds of oils that we make hydrogenated fats with like when you go to mcdonald's the french fries that are fried in that first oil. of all then go to mcdonald's mcdonald's is the house of death the house of poison uh, death. Yeah. I say poison. I say death. Like, <laughs> like oh my God. A, are... oh, oh my God. They, they had, there's a video circulating um, online. And, you know, if I didn't, you know me, I, I sort of skate the edge. I don't want to completely get into trouble for being it just totally out there. But this is a video that you can find online. There's a gentleman talking about the, uh, manufacture of the the growing process for the potatoes that go into the french fries at mcdonald's yeah. you heard that have you heard yeah. that video yeah where they they spray in order to get them perfect yeah the to be on a team you got to you got <laughs> to perform a certain way if you don't perform a certain way you don't make the cut you you oh. don't get you have to buy your potatoes. If you're a McDonald's franchise, you have to buy this one cultivar of potatoes that's grown yep. in Idaho. It's one strain of potatoes. And in order to get them to look absolutely, per they're really long potatoes. They're like long so that when they're sliced, you get those long McDonald's French fries. And the chemicals that they 
have to spray yep. the potato plants with in order so they don't get any of those black eyes and little nubs, yep. what not, yep. what have you on the skin. It's so toxic, right? I don't even remember the name of the chemical, um, but I remember circulating this video right. to every one of my clients. Chemicals so toxic that they have to wear hazmat suits. Yep. Just- they yeah, they can't hang around that potato for a couple right. of right. And then mess with the potato. So yeah, like it's the house of poison. It is the house of poison. I mean, anybody who would eat a McDonald's French fry after knowing that fact, you just might as well swallow some Drano. Yeah. Point blank period. <laughs> So, but so so that applies to everything, though, because again, you've seen in the fast food restaurants, and it doesn't matter. It's a McDonald's, it's Wendy's, it's Bojangles, it's Chick Fil A, it's all of them. They'll take the potatoes and they'll dip it in that fryer, and you see them fry. Then they bring them up, and then they put another load of raw potatoes, and they dip it back in, and they fry. so that oil as it gets hotter and it gets reused and it gets over and over again. The actual percentage, like something happens in the heating process with that oil, that it becomes even more toxic, more toxic to your body. So chicken, donuts, fish, French fries, mozzarella sticks, like those foods are the main culprits in this discussion. And we're not saying, you know, you got to run but you need to start making your way towards the door. Don't run, just make your way. Correct, correct. I mean, when I was in college in North Carolina, I used to have my delicious battered fried chicken like every Sunday, my roommate and I would go out and have that. But I also, when I was a little kid, used to eat pasta every Sunday when I was growing up, you know? So as an adult, those are two foods that I couldn't possibly eat every Sunday now because I am aware of the health risks associated with eating those kinds of foods. Yeah. So it's, it's what you said. I didn't run to any door. I just became more educated about what certain foods do chemically in the body. And then I just made different choices over time. And then those habits stuck because I'm a person who prefers living a long time in good condition more than I need to have the taste of a certain anything like hit my taste buds. I know that the main thing that I want people to understand and get from this is you want to start adopting um, natural God made food, you know, um, whole food, as whole food, as opposed to man made, mm-hmm. which that, like you said, it's in the lab, it's been made in the laboratory, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, it has long names that you got to go and get a degree to pronounce, <laughs> yeah, you and, need, you need and, to from those foods. Um, you want to start, you know. Um, gravitating towards um, whole foods, natural foods um, that are put here by nature, Mm -hmm. created by man. Yep, that's, that is correct. So speaking, speaking of that, how about 
non-dairy creamer in the coffee. That is also, that one for me is right up there with margarine. Like literally, if you turn, if you flip that, right, that coffee, oops, brand name, coffee mate, okay, is usually the, like, the liquid non-dairy creamer. I mean, people are thinking, again, that is a perfect, this is a devil that snuck in the back door because the food industry was responding to all of the reports that came out that said how bad saturated fat is for people. Saturated fat is one of the biggest constituent chemical properties in cream, in half and half, in whole milk. And again, human beings are the only mammalian species walking around on the planet that drink any of those products beyond the year, at the age of one year. After infancy, other mammals don't drink milk. And that's the thing that I, I try to get people to understand. Like you just said, if we did um, an analogy, if that's the word, um, cats drink cat milk or kittens cat milk, dog, puppies dog milk, ponies horse milk, calves cat, cow milk, humans cow milk. Like what the, f- hold on, hold on. <laughs> There's something wrong with that picture. Yeah. Yeah. Why everybody else drink their own people milk. But then when it comes to us, we drinking another person or another thing's milk. It's like, but again, it's um para a paradigm. Big mama did it, then mama did it, then I'ma do it with my kids. It's like, hold on, when are y'all gonna break the cycle? Like, cause they did it, maybe they did it because that's all they knew. And that's all they knew about to give to them to grow and to whatever. Well, that's the thing. I mean, when a, when we haven't, when we have a young child, you know, we went through this in one of the switch kitchen posts, there are literally five good reasons to eat and only five, there's only five really good reasons to eat food. And the first one is growth in the case of that you're an infant or a child. Okay. That's it. Cause you have to grow your brain and you have to grow your legs and all your bones and your heart. You have to grow your organs and you have to go from being a little tiny infant that weighs six pounds at birth to being a total human, you know, grown man, grown woman. So that takes certain caloric density and nutrient density and all that stuff. But beyond a certain point, you don't need all of that from milk. You just right? And all it does is you get on the backside of the, you get into the, what economists call the diminishing returns. There are some diminishing returns big time for continuing to drink milk. If you are an adult, I mean, milk has more saturated fat than steak by a mile. So like if you're a grown man and you're 50 years old and you have milk and cookies every night, you're going to be in trouble. Yep. But that's again, you think you're doing yourself a service. Oh, I'm having milk with my cookies. I know the cookies are bad. But <laughs> well, and you made a point too, that like the milk and the cookies at bedtime could be like a salve for something that's emotional. Like maybe that person is thinking about when they were a little boy and their mother yeah. serve them the cookies and a, milk. A lot, a lot of people do that though. You know, they're right. Like yeah. food associated with emotions. Like when you eat 
and I've had a family member say that they were eating certain foods when they knew the food was horrible, not horrible, but horrible. But they said, I don't care because when my mama cooked it, I mean, it was it was great. We we had a great time. And I'm like, but you eating pig shit. <laughs> you know that, don't you? Like, do you know what that? Yeah, but you can put it on hot sauce, and I mean, you can put hot sauce on them. Like, but okay, but you're eating pig intestine. Like, what? Why did you think they stunk like that? Like, it was an intestine. Intestines just uh that uh gets rid of waste you know but again it reminded her of her mother that she lost mm-hmm. when she was so she was eating those things to bring back those memories and that's why i think a lot of people eat certain foods it's not the food because i was guilty of that banana pudding my grandmother, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, Joshua made banana pudding, oh my goodness. <laughs> but when I would eat banana pudding after she passed, I'm like all excited, like, yo, banana pudding, let me get some. Oh, don't stop, don't stop, give me more. And then I ate it, thinking I'm going to get Joshua May in front of me, but the banana pudding sucked. And I kept doing it over and over. But now, oh, banana pudding. I know I'm going to taste the banana pudding grandma made, but it was a memory of her. I wasn't chasing the banana pudding. I was chasing a memory of her. And that's what a lot of people, I think, run in the risk of eating foods that give them the opportunity to maybe to revisit that memory that they had of mm-hmm. that person that they lost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or that they used to do you know what I'm saying they may still be alive but they may not be you know um either you're not talking to them anymore because y'all went opposite directions or you know um they live this over here and you live over there and you still want to remember how y'all used to kick it in college like yeah we used to eat this but it ain't that that y'all eating you you are getting that trying to get that memory of yeah, that yeah i mean basically we have to um acknowledge and respond in a way that is with maturity actually around some of these things you know we are growing older and our bodies as older humans have different requirements than they did when we were young and yeah. we have to we have to think about recapturing fun memories in different ways that isn't centered on food. So the last of the culprits on Margaret's Big Ten of culprits, the common kid-friendly breakfast cereals. It's like the big food manufacturers are having like a an um, a conspiracy, if you will, against little children, right? Kellogg's Fruit Loops, number one. Oh yeah. With uh, hydrogenated and partially hydrogenated. Honey smack. Honey smack. Honey smack. Kellogg's honey smacks, number four. Corn pops, number two. Apple jacks, Lucky Charms, Boo Berry, Count Chocula, Frankenberry. Oh, all those look funny. Right. Exactly. Fruity Pebbles, Captain Crunch. Yep. Yep. 
all just loaded with these kinds of health deteriorating uh, sugars, dyes, preservatives, um, hydrogenated fats. They you, are absolutely uh, a bomb for that stuff. ADHD, do you think um, that those sugary breakfast foods um, are the culprit of ADHD? Like, I'm certainly, um, I'm certainly not a physician, but yeah. um, I, I mean, I think that um, there has been research to suggest, and again, that's a condition that people take little children to the doctor for yeah. very often, because that can really interrupt a person's educational life and all different kinds of things. And that is 100% one of the things that is always recommended to withdraw sugary um, sugary foods and foods, you know, again, one of the most consistent prescriptions around food is to eat whole food, eat a variety of vegetables, eat a little bit of fruit, eat a few nuts, eat some, uh, you know, whole grain, you know, in whole grain bread, whole grain pasta, low, slow carbs, like sweet potatoes and oatmeal, use lots of fresh herbs, spices, things of this nature, healthy fats, um, fats that come from plants like avocados and olive oil and avocado oil and you know things of that nature because these oils and fats do not cause inflammation in the body. They cause the body to work properly, not improperly. So any most any um, chronic illness that a person has the food prescription is almost exactly the same. It is literally almost exactly the same with a few tweaks, with just a few tweaks. Um, and, you know, if you're trying to deal with diabetes, for example, if you're trying to deal with obesity, if you're trying to deal with MS, if you're trying to deal with cancer, if you're trying to deal with ADHD, none of these foods are your friend. None of them. All these foods that we named. <laughs> So, um, LaMail, with that, I think it's probably about time that we wrap up this week's uh, episode of the Breakthrough Podcast. Do you have anything last that you want to add for our listeners? No, just basically, like I said, you think you may be doing yourself a service, but in actuality, the food companies are smart <laughs> and they're the devil. They are smart and they are wealthy and they yeah. are the devil. So everyone, please join us each week um, here on the Breakthrough Podcast where we will discuss mind matters, paradigm shifts, some of which we want you to make around food, food and fitness facts, the power within the concept of self-health and how to get it for yourself, breaking the bars of chronic disease and much more. Thank you so much for joining us today on the show and have a great week and tune into the Daily Dose, the Switch Kitchen Thursday post. And um, don't forget to also check out our members forum this Tuesday evening where we will be featuring a very special guest um, yep. talking about the importance of um, mental health and mental health strategies and equity and mental health care in the African-American community. And interestingly enough, food is related to that topic too. So stay tuned for more to see about all those connections and we will be back with our podcast next week. See y'all.